we are we are uh we are currently recording on holy thursday uh and i i would like to say that one of you one, one of you will betray me today by the end of this podcast which one of us is judas which one of us is judas shut it's up on me, on me <laughs> shut up ruben you know who it is you're going to betray yourself <laughs> that's the twist the twist is that i <laughs> That is not a twist. I am literally a person with depression. I'd be betraying myself all the time. Get a music! Get a music! Culture points essential to Cube. I am Ruben Kiros. I am one third of Cube. I am being joined by Jacob Kiros, another third of Cube. Ruben, did you say you were a fifth of Cube? I said a third. I heard a fifth. This is post-production, Ruben. I did say a fifth instead of a third. JQ was right. I won't say that often, so he should revel in this. Carry on. Anyway, JQ, the last third of Cube, and I know I, I, I said I know I said that I that I that I'd make a that I'd make a theme for the show, but you know what? Next next time. Not next episode, because we're recording two episodes in a row. But what you know what, Ruben, do you want me to make one? I can I can figure something out real quick, like after we finish recording. If you I'm- want to, okay, this this podcast will potentially have a new theme, or it'll be the old theme, and this entire conversation is gonna be really, really funny. Yeah, um, because I'll just be like, dum 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 like, how angry would no. you be? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, that would have worked if you sent it to me on April 1st. Damn it! <laughs> like, Ruben, I finally wrote the theme <laughs> and you sent me that audio. That would have been the, per- the perfect prank. But what if it was, like, intricate? Like, it's me doing, like, five-part harmonies to the... <laughs> so beautiful. So uh, I guess the, uh, the the disappointment of Ant Man was so large that we had took a month hiatus, even yeah, though geez. we said even though we said we were going to try to record two episodes every two weeks so we could have something release every week. That New Year's resolution died like all of us. Hey, but you know what? You know what? I have with me right here a defibrillator, <laughs> and we can bring it back to life. Especially now, since hey guys, life update: I'm unemployed. <laughs> Oh, JQ, don't don't be dumb. Let me, it was let me, it was it was by choice. Drink. It was by choice. It was by choice. I was not fired. I quit. I could not do the service industry shit any longer. I'm gonna focus don't, in on my music and on my writing. Yeah, but don't and, let's not shit talk the service industry too much. You never know. <laughs> I'm not shit talking the server industry. It is a perfectly fine way to make money, but except for was, the tips. F yeah. off. F off restaurant yeah. owners. F yeah. off. <laughs> I, I give me my give me give me like a decent wage for God's sakes. Uh, but yeah, you know, like it's a decent job. I just couldn't do it anymore. I just didn't want to do it anymore. You know. So now, so now we're focusing on the podcast. That's the real reason, right, Ruben? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's focusing so, on the podcast. So dude. since we my A game, my A game. Okay, Ruben. Good. All right. Since we took a month off, a lot happened. Uh, so what we're gonna do. Uh, on this first podcast back, a lot of movies came out and a lot of them were really good. Um, so um, in the spirit of the men's national basketball tournament that just concluded this past Monday, we're going to do something I'm going to call March Movie Madness or who Movie won? March Madness. Who, who won? 
I mean, I don't think that's relevant, but you UConn won. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> they beat San Diego. Let's go. Let's go. You know, no, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> um, double, double, double middle finger. You know what you did. You know what damn. you did, San Diego. You know what you did. Damn. You can't hate a city for one person. <laughs> okay. Watch nope. me. I have never I I I, I hate Berlin. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a lie. Wow. It's a beautiful city. <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna start out um with the last movie that came out last month, real quick, just because no one else here has watched it, but I did. Uh-huh. I'm gonna uh, watch it. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves came out end of March. Um, it's not doing the best at the box office. So my first uh thing that I'm gonna say right here off the top: if you haven't watched Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. 100% go out and watch it. It is a fun time in the movie. It is written and directed by the two guys who directed Game Night. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Oh, then I'm not going to like this movie, am I? Oh, yeah, you didn't like Game Night. Game Night I was, was not great. A, I was not a fan of Game Night. Uh, Game Night's go- so much fun. Um, yeah, Jonathan Goldstein and uh, John Francis Daly are the two guys who worked on this. Goldstein. Uh, and, you know, as someone who has no knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons, so I can talk no, like, lore about it, they really made it, like, a accessible film here. I was going to so. say, you don't really need to know that much lore for Dungeons and Dragons. It's just, it's, it's like, typical, like, fantasy. Like, I mean, the only thing you really have to know is kind of, like, how... Like, like, like how the game functions, because I don't know how much they play with the conventions of, like... Of like, you that's know, the like, thing. I can't tell you. I can't tell. I they just made a fun fantasy movie, which we don't get much of anymore. Um, and I don't know if we're gonna get much of in the future, just based on how this one did. Um, but the whole cast is great. Uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Ray J, John Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and then standout is uh, Hugh Grant, who has had a really fun turn the last couple of years playing villains in Hollywood movies. It's so much. He's so great in this. Yeah, come on, guys. Who could forget Tomorrowland? Huh? Who could forget? I was, I was more referring to Paddington, too, was the other Who one. Who could came forget to Tomorrowland, Ruben? Come on. You don't I'm, like Tomorrowland? Take Brad, me to Tomorrowland. Brad Bird's biggest misstep of his career was directing Tomorrowland, but that's I near for, here or there. I <laughs> forgot he made that movie. Damn. Just like I forgot everything about that movie other than the fact that George Clooney is in it. I yep. I remember the little girl was revealed to be like a little robot at the end of that movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was weird. Astro Girl? Yeah. Which was Astro <laughs> Girl? Come on, Jacob. She had the blue heart. She had the blue heart. She had the blue heart, dude. But I imagine, so I think each of these uh, actors is playing like a certain type of character. Uh, there's like a druid. There's a yeah magician. Um, God damn it, Ruben! I should have watched this movie too. Well, I'm gonna watch it next week with my friend Matt. But here we go. Uh, there's a paladin. There's a barbarian. There's a bard. Uh, yep, yep. Those are the. Is there a warlock? Um, I play. I played warlock the one campaign I did because I, I <laughs> there's a sorcerer and then there's a there, they do the red wizards in this. Red wizards. I don't know. If I see exactly. I don't know if that's actually yeah. 
That's the thing. There's so many campaigns. I don't know which ones they drew from for this movie. Well, the thing is that there are also just like unique campaigns. You know, there's a. Uh... There's not just like set campaigns. There's like there's some crazy stuff out there, you know. Like people do. Like for for instance, when I played Dungeons and Dragons, uh-huh. we did a, a shout out my friend Will again. But uh, we did, <laughs> he was a great DM. We did this really strange kind of like like mix of like 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 steampunk fantasy and also just what I like to call total bullshit. Uh, because our first boss fight was against Pitbull, uh, the singer. What? <laughs> the singer. Wait, so not like a huge Pitbull, like Pitbull the singer? No, Pitbull the Cuban singer, yeah. <laughs> and we killed him, and we found out that Pitbull was a title that was passed on <laughs> from one to the next. So one of our party members became Pitbull. I can't remember who it was. That's See, I, hilarious. I feel like I'd have fun with this game if I ever played it just because of the creativity. you would have to. No, it is insanely fun. Like, it is such a fun and creative game. Like. Uh, like if you guys have not played Dungeons and Dragons, find yourself a, a few, a few uh, like a nerdy group. All right, few homies, uh, few homies with ADHD or autism. You know, we we them boys, oh, we them boys. Come they, on, they, they grow those 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 they grow on trees. They grow on trees. Yeah, we they, we, do, we yeah they do. Well, I can't even say we. James thinks I have ADHD, and I'm beginning to be inclined to believe him. You but, might, uh, but I we can't diagnose you. No, I'm not gonna self-diagnose myself or start talking shit on the ADHD people just because they think I have it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. If there's one thing I hate, it's self-diagnosing. Okay, Mostly but like because I have actual depression, and people are like, I'm sad. I have like, buddy. <laughs> okay, but like the Dungeons and Dragons, go back to it. It's hilarious, like shockingly funny, way funnier than it has to be any right of being. And the most shocking part to me when watching it, the last like little emotional beat they do actually hits. Like I almost started actually crying at the D&D movie. And I was actually like, wow. Disclaimer though, Ruben is a wuss. (laughs) Shut up, dude. Are you kidding me? Wow, man, you just do me like that. Dude. Yeah, that Ruben. is disrespectful. Okay, okay. Disrespectful. Only, okay. it's only been eight days since his birthday, bro. It's only been like nine days, actually. It's only been okay. nine days, and you wrote in this man. Okay, okay, let me put it in a kinder way then. Ruben has a heart of gold, and things get to him a lot easier because he cares about people. And I mean, I do too, but, but Ruben cares about fictional people too. That's the thing. It's just the way they did it. Like, it was like subtle the thing they did i can't spoil it because then i would just, I would just like to say um, we would almost started crying uh no, I, I, don't I, make something up. Started, no, no, no no this is gonna be partially true ruben did almost start crying uh when james franco appeared in dawn of the planet of the apes <laughs> did i did that? not did i you, you were getting yeah when caesar was like when, when uh it was like what's his name it was uh the, the guy uh, 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 Jason whatever. Clark's character. Jason Clark, thank you. Jason Clark's character was like, "Who's that?" And Caesar was like, "A good man, just like you." And you were like, oh. <laughs> "That's done really." When you do emotion right, like that's why I love movies. Like it, it, it gets you. Like if it's done right, if a good movie's done right, you get into the mindset of the characters. Yo, did Jacob always, freeze? I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. He's just, I know he's back. He's back. Jacob, the way you froze, no one's ever gonna see this, but uh it was like you grinning. It, was, it, was like, <laughs> it looked like you looked like an SCP, dude. I thought I was gonna, I thought I had seven days left to live. You know? Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah, but then okay. Let me to, to quickly sum up as well. Um, there's great cameos in this. There's one in particular that's amazing. Um, there, the scene in the graveyard, you'll know it when you see it. I, I saw, absolutely I, amazing. I saw a clip from that. Uh, I just like that was one of the things they were using to market it. And yeah. I, I, that's what really got me to want to watch the movie where it's like, okay, you can ask him six questions and then he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did, why did you, why did you, <laughs> why did you say why I didn't? <laughs> like that because like for me like that is what D is is that you have like this really otherwise very serious fantasy setting and there are still a lot of like serious dangerous moments while you're playing the game where you really gotta be on guard but there are also just because you're leaving so much stuff up to probability with the dice there's so much goofy shit that can happen that like it's just, it's just so fun. It's really fun. They Honestly. should have opened this one in December, I think. This one was just loaded in March, and March was already too full. And it opened a week before Mario. Yeah. Uh, so that was also going to... Mario yeah. is kind of doing work right yeah, now. People, <laughs> people are going to... D&D will be looked back finally, but unfortunately it doesn't seem like it'll be one of those movies that... Yeah. Spawns like a huge franchise either. Yeah. But I'll, I'll definitely watch go it. ahead and watch it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, yeah okay no it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun like it's really enjoyable the cast is all great i'm laughing and grinning beginning to end it wasn't all like hard laughter but i'm grinning beginning to end because like chris pine is probably my favorite of the chris's at this point he's the guy so (laughs) effing charismatic and he handles the comedy so goddamn well he's he's got Um, he's got a real charm to him i'm not gonna lie like out of all i I don't know it's him it's it's him and evans for me and we're talking him or hemsworth for me if we're talking the chris's i I forgot yeah hemsworth is actually i i like all of them to be fair i'm not one of these people who's bashing chris pratt on the internet which i think is ridiculous but yeah which guys he's not homophobic please stop <laughs> that was misinformation is that the church that he was a part of which he's not even that much a part of is like i mean you know how churches are not, know. Not, not not all of them let me clarify let me thank clarify. you thank you yeah not clarify. all of them don't put not us in deep water here let's yeah. not go into deep water we're all christian here for the most yeah. part <laughs> yeah, yeah. here here i'll save you um, so uh, next up, uh, we're going to talk about Creed 3, which came out at the beginning of the month. Um, just uh, here off the top, because we're going to be talking about his performance in glowing manner. Um, right now, as we're recording this on April 6, 2023, uh, Jonathan Majors is still facing uh, charges. I think it's in New York State. Uh, yeah. Against battery of his girlfriend, if I'm not mis, I think it's yeah. battery. I I, I should have looked this up before recording, but I I know the charges are still pending. Um, I know that his lawyer had said that everything's gonna be dropped because they had the evidence that has not happened yet. And judging by some of the evidence that has come out, those text messages, it's not looking the best. So I don't know yeah. if Jonathan Majors will have a huge. Hollywood career in the future if he just tanked it all over this incident? I mean, hopefully um, not, because it doesn't, like, even, 
like it doesn't seem like that serious of an incident if that, if that makes like i know like i know like this is this I, is i, 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 I even putting myself in deep water in this podcast i really do you do i i don't yeah. want to i know i i'm literally i i'm just saying off the top we have no idea what's true what's not because all the facts yeah. aren't out there yeah and i i don't think we should be making yeah. assumptions no about, we shouldn't we should yeah. in either direction but in way. either direction like, I, no because we don't have all the facts we are too quick i think to like throw an entire person out yes for, like, that is that is for, true. like one mistake and like i'm not this isn't like a justin Roiland situation where there is just like a history of this shit happening or like there is like like it, it's like it, it seems kind of like it's just might maybe just a bad relationship the two aren't like the two don't get along maybe this is like a mutual thing like it's it's too early to really say and like to be honest like everyone to some extent like makes mistakes in their life maybe not to this degree but like i I think i'm I'm just speaking to cancel culture right now where it's like we take like the smallest things to to like to like lambast people over which then discredits like the people who are like actually like horrible people you know what i mean i do want to say though she did have physical marks on her body when they like showed up so that's like the major part yeah yeah there were like and like there were signs of strangulation like i don't ah! i don't know if you knew that part um because I've, I've read a little bit more about this but i had heard about the strangulation i had heard about that yeah i mean i think the only alternative is she did it to herself but like that makes well I, like i said i'm not going to make assumptions at all yeah. in either direction i'm not going to say it's not looking the best jonathan majors is facing that right now I just want to say that off the top to acknowledge that yes, we are aware. Um, but speak, we're gonna speak about his performance in this movie um openly and what we actually thought about it. Yeah, but I'm gonna make, I'm still gonna speak well upon it because it's a very good performance. But make, but we're aware and if he did do it, he deserves what's coming to him, quite honestly. Um, but we're not sure if he did hundred percent yet. Yeah. So with that being said, yeah. uh, let's go, Jacob. Uh, initial thoughts on Creed Three and what you thought? Um, great, great time for sure. Just beginning to end. I think uh, I honestly enjoyed it more than the second movie. Um, I will say, uh, I think the the like fighting was much better shot. You know, I, um, I mean, it was Michael B. Jordan's direction, so like. I think that's a, like the biggest surprise thing. I completely forgot about that walking in and then like seeing his name at the very end when the credits roll, I'm just like, damn, this this dude did a great job. You know what I mean? Like he really cared about um, getting the shots right and um, like building uh, a captivating story. Cause I didn't know where, like where it was left to go. Um, I didn't, I mean, he created another like movie kind of thing. I don't know. The writers did anyway, but um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, I think it's, it's it's just very captivating. It's a it's a great movie. Jonathan's major's performance, uh, you know, um, aside from him as a person, it's like it's great. Uh, in the movie, um, yeah, he, he just completely like he he plays like his uh childhood friend or whatever who gets in like some legal trouble because he <laughs> some carrying, le- like, some uh, legal uh, trouble is a very it's a very uh generous way of of, of saying that he. Uh, <laughs> he he nearly. Well, he was carrying. He, he was carrying assault, a weapon. That is assault I mean? with a deadly weapon, bro. That is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Yes, it is. I guess. 
But yes, I, yeah. I suppose. Get, I suppose. <laughs> God true. damn it, Jonathan! You, you go, you go, you go, ruin my train of thought. God damn it! <laughs> okay, seriously. Okay. All right, uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Say something. Jesus. Say something. Oh my God, JQ, what are you doing here? Oh, I was making a little gag, a little goof. I didn't expect to knock him completely off his train of thought. Oh. We're talking about Jonathan Majors' yeah. performance, okay. Jacob. Yes, Jonathan. Jonathan Majors performs. He plays his childhood friend, and like his, he finally gets out of prison or whatever after like some twenty years. And yeah. then like they meet each other again, and you know, like they, uh, Jonathan, like his character. I don't know what his character's name is. Damon. I, think I forget what Dame. his name is. Damon. Damon. Yes, Dame. Dame. Damon or Dame. Dame. He goes by Dame. Yeah. Dame. Dame. Yeah. All right. So like Dame, like he just like wants to fight again because like before he got into. Or whatever, like he was a fighter and stuff like that, and uh, he thought he could be like really good and all that. And so, um, like, God, Adonis and him, like Adonis being at the top of his game and just retired, like he he's like wanting to help his friend out or whatever, uh, whatever way yeah. he can. But like he's like, I'm not gonna give you the title fight and all that. But then he, you know, then like a series of events happens, mis mis mishap mishaps and stuff like that. Mishap. I was like the fighters. Well, I'm gonna call it that because I don't want to spoil the freaking like, movie, no, bro. But I just, I just love how like that can Jack can describe any movie, honestly. Yeah, mishaps happen. <laughs> I just I know, so, but like, no, I'm yeah, just saying, like, like this dude. This dude, like, I mean, like, one of the fighters gets injured and he's yeah. unable to fight. So, yeah. like, this forces Adonis to put Dame as the title, like, in the yeah. title fight, in the title so, about. Yeah. So, like, that, just, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just laughing because you see, come like, on, the, bro. You just, just seem like, you just seem like the type of person who, if someone was in mortal terror, you'd be like, wow, what an inconvenience. What an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, okay. Uh, to give my thoughts, I'm not going to so, lie. Yeah, sorry. To give my thoughts on the movie, um, you aim it. You aim it. Did he mute himself to laugh? Or did you mute Jonathan, Jacob? No, I didn't mute no, Jonathan. This no, I laughing. think I blew out the camera. I blew out the camera. I blew out the mic with laughing there for a the second. The mic. God damn it, JQ. Oh um, my god. Okay, so oh, go ahead. Bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> overall, uh, I loved this movie. I think it might be it's the second best or the best of the Creed movies. I. I don't know where. I think second best. Really yeah, good. that first one's really good. I'd go yeah, second Ryan, best. Ryan killed that. Ryan K. Cooler killed that first one. Um, but this one is really good. Um, they did interesting things with the story. Um, I know there were many avenues left to go uh, with Creed, but they were able to build. That's, really... what, I was, that's what I was saying. Yeah, no, that is what you were saying. I, I didn't think there were many avenues left to go after the second movie, after he avenged his father's death by, uh, well, fighting his Drago son. Well, realizing he didn't have to avenge his father, he had to do it for him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's the entire movie, um, <laughs> the second movie. Um, but here, it's interesting. Uh, they tie it back to his childhood and his rough growing up, uh, growing, like, his rough upbringing. Um, upbringing, yeah. <laughs> growings up. <laughs> his growings up, baby. Um, Go but, uh, but, uh <laughs> No, uh, it, it makes for a really compelling watch when you're watching it because the character work, I think Ryan Coogler's brother was one of the two people who worked on this script, if I'm remembering the credits correctly. Yeah. Um, and it's really compelling in the sense that 
both of the characters, their motivations are really clear. Like Jonathan Majors is the antagonist and loses his way, but you really understand where he's coming from because he was just locked up in prison for 20 years for something he doesn't feel like is completely his fault. And that comes across in his performance. Um, Jonathan mentioned this uh, when we were leaving the theater and I remembered it. Uh, he said Jonathan Majors played it as like a child a little bit some of like he was a little more childish than someone that age would be and it makes sense because he was locked up so long so he didn't socially develop beyond yeah. like late teenager t- teenage years like 18 yeah. 19 um and i yeah his performance was really did well both of them did the work in the gym as well i have to acknowledge that fact as well they both looked insanely buff like that's hard work to look like that like look guys i'm not gay <laughs> But, <laughs> but uh, that training montage had me on the edge of my seat for, for oh my various, god for various reasons. All right, I'm just saying, Michael B. Jordan, uh, I'll give him a pass. If that makes sense. The way they combine <laughs> rap in the Creed movies with orchestral score is so, it's so good. good it might be my favorite like type of rap, honestly, just because like all of the it's, undertones musically that come with orchestra, but then put in rap on top of all of that dude. just makes for like deeply layered something like when you listen to it multiple times, you're getting something different out of it each time. Yeah. No, dude, it, it's, it's the same kind of thing with, uh, with Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse, that, especially with, they have that uh, What's Up Danger, like orchestral mix that they play yeah. in that, in that one. And obviously the, like my favorite scene of the movie but there is just something about those two things coming together. It's just like, oh my god! It's like ah, ah. Now it's so good, but yeah. Good god. Man. Anyway, uh, what else? Oh, Michael B. Jordan's direction. Jacob was talking about it. Uh, I don't know if Jacob yes. mentioned it specifically, but it is yeah. it is his first movie ever as a director. He hasn't directed anything else before this. It might be one of the best feature film debuts I've ever seen. Maybe Get Out. Is up there. Uh, Lady Bird was Lady Bird Greta's first film. I don't remember I that either. I don't know. It's the first one that hit it big. I'd say another one to throw in there is definitely Quiet Place. Yeah, it's John. Was... Well, no, I think that was the second movie. What? What was the first one? I think he directed some comedy that wasn't oh. that good. Um, but I, I think he directed. No, he didn't direct an episode of The Office. What am I talking about? Um, but also, uh, also wait, pause for a second. Jacob, would you stop messing with your? No, keep it going. Jacob, would you stop messing with your screen protector for God's sake? Okay, yes. continue. Continue, Rebecca. I'm sorry. Uh, you guys can't see it, but Jacob's hands just keep going back and forth like he's Daniel's son in the first Karate Kid. Wax all, wax off. He's just through. Ah! He's throwing stuff. He's throwing stuff. <laughs> I'm throwing hands, bro. <laughs> um, all right, so, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, I, clearly, Michael B. Jordan picks some stuff up from Kugler, working with Kugler all those years. Like you can tell yeah. some of the filmmaking techniques. But then he does some stuff Kugler's never done before, like the anime influences that everyone's talked about with this movie. Um, I thought it was going to be forced and wasn't going to work when I first heard about it. But then I watched the movie 
And it works completely. Because I think in my head, I was thinking they were going to go like Kame Kame Ya and stuff like that. No, Ruben, you need to watch more anime. <laughs> yeah, but you do not know what they're talking about, bro. You yeah, need- Ruben, Ruben heard anime. <laughs> Ruben heard anime inspiration and thought they were going to pull out like katanas and shit. <laughs> or they were going to have like, it was going to be more like Scott Pilgrim, I guess is what I was thinking. Maybe uh, that's a I better was, way of I saying it. I was thinking of, oh, what's the name of the... Fr- oh. Baku? What's the name of the what's the name of the Bakugan? anime? No, it's not Bakugan. It's like this anime. Oh, a... Yu-Gi-Oh? No. Oh, oh my god. Ruben is exposing himself. Yeah, Ruben's <laughs> exposing the fact that the only anime he knows are ones that eight-year-olds watched back in the early 2000s. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. No, but I was I'm thinking, I mean, if we're Goodbye, talking Ash. like if we're talking like <laughs> uh like hand-to-hand combat, I was thinking things like Evangelion, I was thinking. Like Attack on Titan to some extent. There's one I can't remember. It's these dudes who are jacked out of their mind. JoJo's is another one that I can think of that that would definitely yeah. give a lot of inspiration. Everybody be ripping on JoJo. There's so many JoJo references in anime and beyond. Like it's kind of insane. But yeah, like it's it's not so much like this energy blast shit, man. It is the way that it's filmed, the kinetic nature of the fighting, like that kind of thing. But the slow-mo, the, the one shot that's really great that I remember is um, when he, I think Jonathan Majors punches, uh, Dame oh, punches yeah. Adonis near the end, and the sweat just comes flying off. I have no idea uh, how they did that. Yeah, it's the, I, gut, it's the yeah. gut punch, and you see the back and his sweat. like sweat. And then also, like, the double hit. Where they both yep. like they both land one on the face. Oh, that like, shot was amazing. Oh, my that shit was great. Jonathan, were you thinking about Baki? Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you, okay. Jacob. Sure. <laughs> that is a weak point of mine, I will admit. I don't know enough. You guys will have to inform the audience. Uh, everybody, uh, Ruben needs to watch anime. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about the final fight, uh, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I think it might be the best boxing match I've ever seen on film. I think it's the most emotionally charged one. And honestly... I don't know. Thinking like I, the only thing I can think that even comes close is Southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> Have you even watched Southpaw or is that Jacob? Shut the hell up. There's such a bad movie. That's not, <laughs> that shit is awful, bro. I love I love Jake Gyllenhaal, bro. But that shit was awful. And it's not even his performance, bro. It's it's the script. You know the writing in that movie. Not only the fighting sucks too. Bro, you watch Southpaw fight. Like, if you watch the fights in that movie after watching Creed 3, bro, that is... No, you wouldn't even enjoy that movie at all, Ruben. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll be you'll be wanting to turn that shit off immediately. I have to admit something. The only reason I mentioned Southpaw was... Was to get Jacob heated. Was to get Jacob to go off. Because <laughs> yeah. he was... We were talking about so Southpaw stupid, after Creed. Oh, my God. But yeah, I guess I guess, so I, I guess I should throw some of my opinions out here because I've just been interrupting you guys. I, I feel like I'm just a color commentator on this podcast. You talk, everyone, you get no, your like every once in a while, like I'll go super deep for no reason, and I bet you everyone's just like, "What the hell is happening? Like, what? Why is this man? This man is verbose. Like, he's actually got a brain. <laughs> he's got a brain behind all that stupidity." Like, <laughs> no, and I was gonna say, um. Dude, I mean, like, that last fight was phenomenal. We're talking, like, when the sound drops off and it's yeah, just yeah. all, 
Like it's not, it's like hyper diegetic. That's the word. There we That's go. That's the word I remembered. Shout out, shout out Professor Link. Shout out Professor Link. Yeah, hyper diegetic <laughs> is essentially where you focus on diegetic sound. Diegetic sound to describe what diegesis is, is sounds that exist within the world of the movie. Anything beyond, everything that isn't like the soundtrack or like, like imagine. I think hyperdiegesis is essentially something that's within the world of the movie, but that is beyond what you would normally see or hear. Like it, it shows like a state of mind. Like, like a reality that's been augmented kind of? Like it's kind of like you go into someone's head almost. Like you, you okay. hear things. If things are adjusted so that it's more than so like the ear actually... the ear ringing that they do in movies for yeah example. that kind of thing but for me it's like it, you're it's focused on like this conflict between these two where everything else drops out and it's just them and it's just them yeah. in that ring and they forget about everyone else because there's so much history between the two and just like the emotion behind the acting the choreography of the fights and like to me what I always find most impressive about these Creed movies is that you like there's some contact being made, but you know that they're not landing all of those punches. And yet like the camera work choreography and sound design, especially the sound design combined to make it feel like everything is just smacking. Like everything is just landed. And like, I just like you, 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 you know, I'm in awe of that. Like, especially the sound design, that is what's selling those hits. Um, beyond that, I really liked the, the starting fight scene too. Cause like, it was almost like a one shot. It was really smooth. Oh, against Condon, the the fight against yeah, Condon. Yeah, 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 dude. It was so. I just that's another thing I really loved about uh, Michael's direction is that um is that he would do this thing where it's almost like a POV shot of like a weak point in the boxer in the boxer stance or something that the other boxer notices and then immediately just exploited it. Like it was, Oh my god! It's such a it's such a good movie. So so well acted. Like. I feel like this is going to be the podcast where I'm really going to have to eat my own words on sequels that I really did not expect to be as good as they were. Because this movie was phenomenal. Like On this one, I'm right there with you. I wasn't expecting this one to be that good. No, I was really like, okay. And then like when I heard the, the funny thing is the anime thing, whereas that made you worry, that was the thing that got me to be like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) For me, it was more an initial skepticism. Usually, when a first-time director comes in, like even especially if it's like an actor in the franchise that comes in to direct, yeah, it's usually not that good. I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Maybe it hasn't happened that often, uh, but yeah. it, it's usually not that good because usually you don't have this much talent when you're coming in, yeah, behind the camera. You you can be like a force in front of the camera. That doesn't always mean it's going to translate to behind the camera. To be so- fair, though, like. Michael B. Jordan has been working with Coogler. That's since what I see, I didn't yeah. think. I didn't think of that at first, and that makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah, he's been there. I think. I don't think. I don't think Coogler's, Coogler's made, made a movie a film. without him. Yeah, I don't think he's made a movie without him yet. No, like, yeah. so he's obviously been picking stuff up. Um, but like, oh god, it was yeah. just, I will say though, I, this this is also a podcast where I, where I will admit, guys, before you walk into a sequel years after the last movie came out, please do a refresher. Because when you need to, 100%. yeah, because I walked into this would be like, Oh, I remember the basics. Oh, she was deaf, wasn't she? <laughs> yep. And that representation was done really well. We haven't mentioned that the deaf um, present representation in this uh movie was yep. done really, is, really well. I was talking to Ruben, especially after watching Last of Us, how there's been so much more ASL and popular media 
recently, and it's so funny because you don't hear anyone complaining about that specifically. Like, it's, <laughs> like they will turn non-deaf characters into deaf characters, and you won't hear people like going up in arms about that kind of stuff. But no, it's certain things, and you know what I'm talking about, dear <laughs> listener. But no, like that, you know, that representation is good. Also, if I can comment on Jonathan Major's performance as well, going kind of go, building off on what Ruben said is uh, like, yeah, I I told him walking out that I really like this this because he's clearly like a grown up, but I love that childlike nature that he brings to this role where it's like there's like he's not there's there's this social awkwardness like this is a dude who's very dangerous physically but you can kind of sometimes stumble over his words sometimes or like he doesn't know how to mm-hmm. put things. And I just love that. I love that. I love that difference. Because like, usually in the in the roles that we've seen Jonathan Majors in so far, which is mostly Kane, he's like this very eloquent dude. Like he's very well-spoken. So to yep. see kind of like a different turn, it's just for me, I really like when you can see like differences an actor in like the, the the roles that actors play like it's always cool to see a through line but you know i don't want a dwayne johnson situation where it's just the same guy in every movie yeah <laughs> with, with slight variations like seeing people take what they know how to do and then discard it and do something else phenomenal so i really love that might as well be joining also without oh phenomenal but phenomenal actor phenomenal actor uh that, that, that man is good looking too. My God. Like I said, he <laughs> he got ripped, bro. He got ripped for this role. He been trying they to both did. It. They I both was, did. Yeah. yeah. I was I was literally, I, I think I t- it was either you were turned to you and I was like, how the hell you get built like that? Like what yeah. the <laughs> Oh my god. The other thing I remembered, I like this. This is a little different, but like I like uh, how they took some of the story beats from Rocky Five in this and actually made it good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, namely like, by not making it a street fight. <laughs> yeah, the, the the retired main boxer has to uh, help the other boxer who's just starting out. It's yeah. different because creed isn't directly training dame in this but yeah at the same time there's some similarities yeah, some of the lighting stuff as well um that they do uh, i remember the scene before that fight that dame has the title fight not the final fight yeah. of the movie when he fights uh shoot what's the mexican boxer i, I yeah. can't remember his character wow, it's a shame we can't remember the name of our representation i even know we're, we're not know. mexican but we are hispanic i'm just saying we didn't have to read those subtitles <laughs> but but when when uh when Adonis is in the locker room and he's like talking to Dame, there's this shot of like the back room and then the other room that goes out into the hallway, and there's like a yellow light and a blue light, and like there's this really cool shot uh where they're yeah. just like both walking on and they both like turn around at the same time. Like there's shots like that all over this movie. There, is there are... the jace the jail the jail cell as well that they use during that uh, oh my god I forgot about yeah. That. Yep. Ah! yeah no dude visually speaking and like like the shot composition and like the ideas that they had the mise-en-scene the mise-en-scene baby no it was just oh my god ah i like i can't believe this is his first i can't believe this is his directorial debut like i really can't 
Like it's I've, that good. It's insanely good. Uh, like the yep. only thing that honestly, the only thing and we should mention is the only thing for all of us that felt weird was not having Rocky in it. Was not having Stallone yep. be present. Like they mention him, but his absence is felt. That Especially, is really- there's one thing that happens in this movie at the end of the second act where it feels yeah. like Stallone should have been there. He should have at least been there as a cameo. Like I don't think he should have been a main character, but he definitely should have been. You know, he should have been somebody who showed up at least in a few instances in this movie, I think. Yeah, he um, should have. But the yeah. reason I can't bash that too much is because there's behind-the-scenes issues. That's not the fault of anyone in the yeah. filmmaking. This isn't Michael's fault. This isn't screenwriter's fault. I bet they would have loved to have Rocky here. Yeah. Um, it's because Stallone has his own conflict with the producer that he originally sold the rights to Rocky to, not cutting him in enough. Which yeah. is a, a, a legitimate grievance. Um, yeah, because it, it's his, it's his child. That's his baby, yeah. dude. This is like, yeah. I mean, like this is his legacy. His legacy is Rocky. His legacy is Creed. Like this is like he built this. You know, it's it's fair yeah. enough. But that's really like, if I and like, that's really like my only major complaint about the movie. Like there are just, I mean, there are like leaps in logic here and there. I'd say like it's really. Like I wouldn't say they're that extreme. You could extend your your you can suspend your your disbelief. But things like Dame getting that title fight, and then immediately also immediately everyone being like, "Oh, you're the underdog, Creed." It's like this man has won one fight, like one. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he has hardly proved himself. And Stephen A over here talking smack, talking. Oh, Stephen A being in this is hilarious because Max Kellerman, uh, his old first take partner. Was in the first two, and he's not in this one. It almost feels like Stephen A. was like, "Oh, you 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 were in these Creed movies? Nah, I gotta be in these Creed movies." Yeah. Now. He's like, "But I'm black, <laughs> but I'm black." Uh, Jacob, <laughs> anything else to add? Jacob, anything else to add before we move on? Uh, I'm sorry, we haven't let you talk much here. Yeah, no, you that. haven't Bro, let me. You no, haven't let he, me talk. He had his whole. You interrupted me. You interrupted me. My spiel. You interrupted me during my spiel. He had a spill, and then he talked about. And then he talked about Southpaw. Let me finish. Let me finish. And then he talked about Southpaw. And then he talked about Southpaw. I'd say we are even. Okay. You butting Southpaw. You butting Southpaw, bro. I don't even want to hear you talk. Can you shut your mouth for ten seconds? That is all I'm asking you to do. God damn. I'm putting myself on you. Seriously, bro. I'm putting myself on you. Do this. Do this with me. Deep breath in. (gasps) Now hold it. Hold that shit. Do not say anything. <laughs> Jacob, All right, but, uh, anything else to add or talk about this movie? <laughs> and then just, just give your final score at the end as well, because we got to move on right. before we okay. go too long. <laughs> Dude. Michael, okay, Jonathan, shut the hell up. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, bro. Both the brightest spots of this movie. I think without them, this movie wouldn't have been as good as it is. Um, and it, it's all credited to their performances. I gotta say, they both are very versatile actors. Uh, I think we've talked about that. You guys have mentioned it several times, but I just want to make it clear. My words, all right? Let's make it my words here. All right, let's get my words in here. Versatile, very versatile actors. They have they have a lot of range. Jonathan Majors, as we said before, you know, he's not just a one-dimensional actor. He can do anything. And, um, like, he's very talented. Uh, very talented individual. This movie does a lot, and it's 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 mainly just about overcoming the past, overcoming your past traumas and stuff like that, and not letting that define who you are in the future. You know what I mean? 
That's mainly what the the movie is about. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. But if you're gonna fucking laugh at me like that, I'm not gonna talk anymore. God damn it, Ruben! Why are you gonna make me no, feel like no, shit? No, 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 no! Did you see Jonathan did? Jonathan he changed his name to Jonathan Majors while you were talking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that is so dumb. You why why always gotta be the center of attention, bro? Can you stop? <laughs> Literally, okay. But like, but seriously, it's about overcoming the past, your past traumas, and like things that, like you know, that you've suppressed for a long time, and then like you know, fi- being okay with who you are, and like not taking any like cr- credit off of yourself for who you be- you've become, even though you have guilt of who you were in the past. You know what I mean? That's yeah. baseline what this movie's about. And you know, I just think it's like, such a great message, and it's conveyed so well in the final fight when everything goes black, and it's just literally just Adonis versus Dame. They're fighting each other. They're, they're it's like it's a mental battle more than it is a physical one. You know what I mean? And that's what's conveyed in that entire fight, and then within the entire movie, ever like since when when Dame like gets introduced into the movie and t- up until the end, because it, Don, it's just a mental fight the entire way. It's him overcoming his past or himself. You know what I mean? Like his past self, his 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 mistakes and stuff like that as a child. You know, just running away from uh from his friend instead of helping him out in that instance. But they were both in, in the end. It's just both they're both kids. You know what I mean? How is it his fault? It's not his fault because they were just both young back then. So like, it's just so beautifully done. It's such a beautiful like freaking like message. I think as well. And I I, I think it's just it's just great to see something like this in the in theaters. And it's it's just a reminder. You know. The people keep fighting, bro. You gotta fight. You gotta fight. You know what I mean, Jago. I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, Jay. I couldn't let Jonathan undercut your moment with a dumb. Thank joke. you. Um. Okay, Jago. Can you give a final score? You muted me. You muted me. My final score is 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 like seven seven out of ten, eight out of ten. Okay, uh, Jonathan. Yeah. What would you give? Uh, Creed three. Uh, probably like a three out of ten. You know, it could have been better. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, um, um, uh, that that's one of those movies I'm gonna have to watch again before I can like give it a definitive score. Because for me, there's a lot of movies that I walk in and I love, and I'm like, okay, I gotta watch it one more time just to make sure that it's not just like my biases beating me out. Because I love these boxing movies, dude, especially the Creed movies. Um, but. For me, it's got to be like an eight, eight and a half. Like I, I, I have few complaints about this movie, and the few that I do have are even difficult to kind of like pinpoint. Like, mm-hmm. like to like point my finger. Like there are like tiny things in this movie that bother me a bit, but it's not enough to like ruin what is otherwise like just a phenomenal directorial debut. So like, yeah, and I'd go with like an eight and a half, nine out of ten. Like I said, really love these movies. Um, yeah, so if Creed 3 is still playing in theater near you, go watch it. If not, I think it's going to be on Amazon Prime relatively soon. Yeah. Because um, it's an Amazon movie now, technically, gents, because they own MGM. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Amazon uh, will soon own your mother and your father and your children. You will not have ownership of anything. Jeff Bezos wants to own your sperm. This is a fact. This is a known fact. He wants to, he wants to affect our progeny. He is breeding like the Benny Gesserit, you know. Read Dune. Read Dune. Watch Dune. Ruben, please save me. I'm riffing right now, just waiting for you okay. to cut me off. <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna cut yourself off. Okay, next up. 
Uh, John Wick chapter. When have you ever done that? When have you ever done that shit, bro? <laughs> when have you ever cut himself off? You're right. Just bro. give me one instance. Give me never. one instance. Never. never. <laughs> uh, John Wick chapter four also came out in March. Um, it is directed by Chad Stowelski, uh, who directed all four of the first ones. Well, he co-directed the first one with David Leach. Um, and then uh, Keanu Reeves stars. Um, look, I'm just going to say it straight off the bat. Uh, this is probably one of the greatest action films ever made, at least in my opinion. It's on my Mount Rushmore of action films, um, which for me, I told the guys this, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, Die Hard, um, this movie... And then I'm forgetting my fourth one now. Fallout. Fallout. Thank you. Mission Impossible yeah. Fallout. Thank you, JQ. I did remember I mentioned that. Yeah. I will um, give Ruben, I will give Ruben a pass on the raid because I will say, I will say raids no, like no, five or six. No, okay. No, because what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say here is that um I mean, like if I I just saw this movie yesterday, so I'm, I it's fresh for me, but I remember thinking like this is kind of like what the raid was building up to. Like the raid has like these kind of movies, just in general, not this one specifically, but the way that action movies are going, it's the way that the action is filmed, the way that the choreography is done, but that's also been elevated since the raid with amazing like story, amazing acting, that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that the raid didn't have like a, like a pretty good story, but the story was definitely in service to the action. John Wick 4 is at the point where it feels like the action is just the action and the story are on like basically on equal grounds. Like, and that's insane for me to say, because like, you don't expect this level of writing from action movies, but they have stepped the game up, dude. There were lines in this movie and, and motifs where I was like, Oh my, they are like writing on a high level. They are functioning on a high level. This isn't just like, this isn't just bridging gaps between action sequences. This is like, a rich and compelling story, amazing character work, like God, and the acting. Uh, I mean, other than Keanu, the acting is <laughs> yes. No, but I can't back. Keanu's no, doing Keanu, all the Keanu physical. Does own, yeah, yeah. No, Keanu does all his own stunts, so I can't bash him. But I will say, almost every time he had a spoken line, my theater chuckled. <laughs> I think that's intentional, quite honestly. Yeah. With John yeah, no, Wade. it was intentional. <laughs> John Wick's like a really soft-spoken individual. I think Keanu even said uh, yeah. that he they, when they give him a script for John Wick now, he'll like cut the dialogue to the minimum because that just feels like the type of character he is. Yeah, like, I really... Yeah. <laughs> John Wick is definitely the type of person that if this was a video game, he'd be a silent protagonist. He basically is a silent protagonist. Not, he would not speak. Like, <laughs> no, but... Uh, like oh my god, everyone and also like every time, like everyone's done such an amazing job here. Ian McShane is just such a treat to watch in each of these movies. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is just chewing up scenery every chance he gets. Like that man is just having fun. That man is just having fun with that role. Like there is like he's not going for an Oscar or an award or anything. That man is just like I am here to be the pigeon guy, and I'm mm -hmm. gonna be the pigeon guy. <laughs> And then Donnie Yen. Donnie oh Yen's really my good. God, man. Ah! Donnie freaking Yen. Donnie freaking Yen, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Donnie this freaking right. Yen. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, like, I'm not going to, like, that. That's just, these are just kind of my opening thoughts. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all of this to a uh, greater extent. I am going to pass the baton because Jacob thinks that I don't know how to cut my shit off. Jacob, what did, op, opening thoughts on John Wick, huh, Jacob? Opening thoughts. Yeah, when I want to watch it like two weeks ago, I thought it was I thought it was a great movie. Um, I'm not gonna lie. 
it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, uh, and it's pro- probably one of the best action movies, like Ruben was saying, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's just a thrill ride, you know, three hours, um, it go fly by like really quick. And, uh, you know, Keanu obviously gives a great performance. Um, and, you know, it's, it's his, uh, obviously, spo- I guess we can call this a spoiler review. This is the last time playing the role. Probably, I think. Damn, he just like, dropped that. <laughs> like, this, is a, this is an ending. This, this so, is the, yeah. This is yeah. an ending. This this does feel like this is. Uh, he 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 is a he's an older individual, so it makes sense that this will this will be the last one. I just wasn't expecting it to happen so soon with the fourth one. So I guess like I it mean, did come dude, more of a, as a surprise, but like it's been the first yeah. one came out ten years ago, twenty fourteen. Believe that, yeah. yeah. Yep. Almost ten years ago. Almost ten years been, ago. I was like, in high school when the first John Wick came out. I dude, remember we that. Did, we weren't even old enough to 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 see that shit when it was in theaters, dude. That I just the the the, the meteoric rise of this of this franchise and just how it's been insane. They keep building on that action. Like after seeing some of the stuff in that third movie, you would really think they're out of ideas. Like, especially because the third movie really felt like it was losing steam. Like I said, I'm going to have to eat my words here when it comes to these sequels. I did not expect to be that good. I was not expecting a lot out of this one. Um, But my God, each set piece, every single one of them is so well thought out and creative. And the, and the choreography is phenomenal. And the camera work is amazing. And like, the stunt men, the, the stunt work in this movie is like Oscar worthy. Like the fact that there's not a stunt Oscar after, especially after the John Wick movies, is disgusting. And the Mission Impossible like, movies. Yes, because it's insane. This um, year would have been an insane competition if that category yeah. existed, because I feel like the new Mission Impossible is also going to be insane stunt wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. but it's like you see that first. That that first like action scene in the movie, which takes pl- place in the Osaka Continental, uh, and it feels like it's like it's like what one of these movies would have ended on a few years ago. It literally and is, it, and it and it's what this movie begins on. You know what I mean? No, it's literally like, the third act set piece of the third movie. I yeah, think some reviewers the, have said that as well. And it, it's like a invasion of the hotel by these full body armored guys. It's basically it's literally the same set piece, yeah. but it's done in the first act of this one. Yeah. And it's and it's creative enough in that you have like you have like sumo wrestlers here, you have archers, you have like people using blades. You have like this amazing showdown between Donnie Yen and God, I, I don't he looks familiar. I can't remember the other actor's name, but that show and then the entire oh he like, was he was no that actor's been in a lot he's been yeah. in uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. recently yeah. he was in he's Scorpion, Bullet Train he? yeah he was That's, Scorpion yeah, he was, was in Bullet say. Train he was in uh I think the Wolverine as well yeah I'm not no, mistaken sure. he was for also sure. in um I've he, seen him in other stuff like yeah. he is he's an actor I've definitely seen in other Hero, I can tell you his name uh Hiroki Sanada 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, like that showdown between the two and like the, it, it was like in a, it was like in a, uh, uh, what's it called? It's like a cherry blossom field, like a cherry. And it was so good. Like, dude, I'm not. And then like, I'm just going to be gushing about this movie. You guys can cut in whenever. Oh, but, but like, like the, uh, the other thing, um, referring to all your supporting characters, which you're talking about, I think that's the strength of this movie. They surrounded Keanu Reeves, who maybe has more of a limited skill set. Like in terms yeah. of dialogue, 
But at least, to, at least the spoken acting, he's not the strongest to be fair. Yeah, but, it works. It works. And but he does a lot of other stuff, so I can't yeah. bash him at all. And like the other thing I was gonna say, um, is the the fact that they put all these great actors around him as the supporting characters, like everyone. Like Donnie Yen's insanely good in this. Hiroki is good in this. Lawrence Fishburne, who mentioned earlier, he's a monologue to open this movie. He's, he's absolutely like, oh my great. God, he's, really, he's literally, this is what I'm talking about. Like, dude, there is, like the people writing these movies have like a, like a classical or artistic background because a lot of the references they make and say that uh, Abandoned All Hope Ye Who Entered Here, I can't remember what, I think it's Paradise Lost. That opening monologue is from Paradise Lost. And it's just like... And then he does a... Uh, they do a tribute to Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, I heard about this with the with the match. He blows out the match and that's what they uh, jump cut to like the sun yeah. surprise as well. Like that's yeah. also from... Dude, they're... Like, the, like insane. They're so good. There's so much... What's the word? Intertextuality. There, there is. is an insane amount of intertextuality for a movie that is literally just gun foo. You know what I mean? Like there is, <laughs> there is intelligence and confidence in this writer's room. And I, as much as we're going to praise the action today, like during this segment, I do not want it to be underscored that the writing in this movie is really, really good. It's like, it should not be as good as it, as, as it is for an action movie, if that makes sense. Like the emotional hook they have in this movie also ah! really works as well. Um, the way they the inciting incident, the way they get they get you to hate the marquee instantly. That he does one thing. Well, Jacob made the spoiler review already by yeah. mentioning uh, they kill off uh, Lance Reddick's character in the first uh, ten minutes which, of the movie, which was uh, heartbreaking. Charon. Yeah, we, we, we don't we don't have to make it a spoiler review. Like you, you already did. I mean, just, I say something else. You already did. You're fine. No, we almost always we do, we do like specifically spoiler reviews on this podcast, like legitimately. We basically okay. talked all the spoilers okay. and Creed except literally who won the fight, which is literally yeah. the last <laughs> thing that happens. <laughs> so it's fine. We'll, we'll call these spoiler reviews. It's fine. We'll but win. oh my God, who's going to win the Creed 3 fight? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who? <laughs> Uh, I can't say that. The first movie was called Rocky, and we all know how that one ended up. Creed as well. <laughs> the original Creed, he doesn't win. Oh, yeah, that shit. That's yeah, true. They did that as well. Um, But, yeah, they Lance Reddick's character, unfortunately, like recent incidents have made it where that's even more tragic of a yeah. moment in the movie. Um, Really and works. And it, like, really... Um, it gives Ian McShane more to do in this movie as well, because he's really yeah. talented, Um, and he's not always given... The whole lot to do in these movies. Yeah, he is like he is like almost like a secondary a secondary protagonist. protagonist he really movie. is. Yeah, he and I love that. He's my he might be one of my favorite characters in this franchise. Yeah, no, I love the Just like the way he delivers stuff. the dialogue they give him is always with such like it could could be over the top in the hands of a less talented actor, but because Ian McShane's so talented, he's yeah. able to make it actually like. Fit and feel like there's some gravity to everything. <laughs> there he's are things in this movie that are borderline Shakespearean, like for real. The ending is, is literally Shakespearean. I feel it's so it's insane, dude. It's crazy. Also, like, like going on, like actors. I do want to like Donnie Yen. I had to look this up afterwards because this is the second time he plays a blind character. I'm like, wait, is Donnie? Did he go blind at some point? No, he hasn't. He but, likes um, playing blind characters for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I think, think he asked to make this character blind. I think. Yeah, I think it's just 
the idea of like somebody who is impaired in one sense being so capable in every other sense. There is in the first, oh my God, in the Osaka fight scene where he's just putting like the doorbell chimes like along the wall so he can hear them coming. The way that he uses guns in this is that he'll hear like a sound and he'll just shoot randomly in that direction and hope to God he hits something. But like, it's such, there's so much creativity. Like nobody, no two characters in this movie fight in a similar style. You know, every character has like yep. a different kind of like martial art or a different like tactic that they use. Like the nobody character who we also got to talk about this phenomenal actor, Shamik. I can't remember his full name, but. Here, I can give you the name. You yeah. Keep talking. yeah, but like, he's like a combination of like heavy artillery like, like, just like brute boxing almost, and then he has a dog that he. Oh, like, I told you Shamik. That was my bad. Shamir Anderson. Shamir Anderson. Yeah. He he like he like sends his dog out to like. It's kind of like a, a continuation of Halle Berry's gimmick, but it's so well done. And like Donnie Yen has this cane and like this cane that he uses to see and like hear. Cane. Cane. His name is literally Cane. Yeah. When they yeah. Call, I'm like they called him Cane. I was like, oh, you gotta be <laughs> kidding me right now. Um. There's that, oh my god, what's his name? Uh the dude in the in the Berlin in the Berlin nightclub. Uh, killer, I think killer or something. Killer, killer, yeah. He was like he was almost like this, he was like a wrestler yeah. slash like that man was mobile for, for so he's like a martial like, artist in yeah, uh, they put him, they put him in a fat suit. I don't yeah, know, they did. Like, like he's in a bunch of straight to DVD movies, apparently. Um or straight like, to streaming. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was he sold that role. Like he was really good. Nice. He killed that role, dude. He reminded me a lot of like Penguin from Batman. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was, oh, he did, was 100%. He was such a delight. He yeah. was such a delight in that movie. Like, I mean, and I love since we're talking about this scene, I also want to mention something else. I love the good, the bad, and the ugly vibes this movie has as well with the three of the of the leads, the three yeah. leads, the tracker, Kane, and John Wick. Especially yeah. in that scene where they're all sitting and like playing cards uh, yeah. against uh, Killa. And then like at the end, it just feels like the old school like Western. They have, dude, I was going to say this, heavy Neo Morricone vibes on that ending soundtrack. So much like you the just, score is insane, ah, dude. What is this movie? <laughs> Why was it this good? This movie had no right. This movie had no right to be as good as it ended up being. Also, another thing from that nightclub thing. One of the funniest things to me, and I and I made a note of it so I wouldn't forget. Those are the most. Those are those strangest nightclub patrons I've ever seen. They will see someone walk past them with a gun, kind of like carry for a second, and then just keep grinding. Like, I'm just like, bro, get out of here. That's been a staple of the John Wick franchise, though. I was re-watching all the other yeah. movies before this one. I feel like there's at least one scene in one of these movies where they're, like, killing people in, like, a dancing yeah. environment. Maybe it's, besides the third one. I don't think the third one has. It's hilarious. Like it's hilarious to me because, like... <laughs> it's even funnier because that scene ends with the club getting evacuated like at the very end it's funny because i'm like yo you didn't evacuate it when like this dude literally fell off the stairs and like crashed into the ground y'all just kept dancing y'all didn't give two shits but now that the one dude dies you're like oh shit <laughs> we want to get out <laughs> also stellan skarsgård's kids are so effing talented but still kills it in this movie yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm assuming that Stellan is just like the Michael Jackson's dad of Hollywood, where he's just walking around with the belt, like, "All right, kids, 
Give me a perfect rendition of to be or not to be, or you're not having dinner tonight. <laughs> uh, you're like, my dad! My dad! Come on! <laughs> what an insanely talented family that is. Yeah, d- Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, is it Bill or Peter that plays? It's Bill, right? uh, Bill, it's Bill. No, um, it's Bill. Alec, I think, uh, yeah. That's Pennywise, baby. Is <laughs> Skarsgård. And then there's a bunch of others, but yeah, that that's Pennywise. That's, that's my boy right there. Alexander, Gustav, and Bill. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Jake. Oh. Yeah. oh god. Like uh Jacob, what do you think of the characters in the movie? You didn't talk much about like all the supporting characters. All of them are great, dude. All of them are great. <laughs> like I love every single one of them, bro. Like they all steal the show when they're on screen, bro. Seriously, I I, I just love um I love uh, Kane. I love Snowbody's character. I love the the villain too, uh, played by Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, the Marquis. Uh, yeah, the Marquis. Yeah, the Marquis. It's it's they're just all t- tremendous. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a phenom. This is just a phenomenal movie. And I, yeah. I'm, I I gushed about it, and I was literally thinking about it for hours after. I thought I I've watched it movie. multiple times already. If there's movies that are better than John Wick Four this year, we are in for a treat because this might be. Yeah. As of right now, it's so far and ahead my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Um, yep. I think legitimately, because I have a I have a letterbox list movies I see that for the first time. The only thing that's above this is not even a movie that came out this year. Like it's it's, something it's, old, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, by the way. Oh that movie, yeah, that movie's. And great. it's just because that movie. That movie hits right. hard. That yeah. movie strikes. Yeah. That that movie hits you in a place you didn't think you had, honestly. Um, but no, but like. God, you know what, what's amazing is that like we've we we've like it's we focus so much on like the character work and the story with like we haven't talked like, about the action much. Yeah, which is like come on, dude. Like that's spectacular. Like how what like can you believe that there is an action movie like that? Like it's like this and Fallout, and maybe I mean Fury Road is basically just the action, but like this and Fallout are just insane because like the story is like just as intriguing and just as compelling and just as strong of a reason to watch the movie as like the action is you know like my god fury road is the simplest plot in the world it's okay we got to get to this utopia oh shit the utopia doesn't exist let's turn around and then everyone else everyone turns around let's go back to where we came from we're going back we're going back turn around it's a Uh, fail it's like going to a Whataburger and finding out it's not one of the 24-hour ones. And then- <laughs> uh, no. um, Okay, so I, I was telling you guys so quickly, maybe this is probably the last thing we'll cover with this one, but um, the last act, the last action sequence, the entire Paris sequence, I told you guys when I originally watched it, might be the best third act in a uh, movie I've ever seen, best action sequence in a movie I've ever seen in this type of movie. I'm going to amend that. It is absolutely the best action sequence I've ever seen in the movie. Ruben. The stakes that are in this moment, the character work that has been done up to this moment, uh, all the sequences from the Arc de Triomphe, the uh, the building, the top-down shot, which I'm going to let Jonathan gush about because he's about to, and then the stair yeah, he sequence. Sees, he sees me. He sees me getting ready. He sees me getting ready. And then ready the stair talk. sequence and the insane stunt. I don't know who Keanu's stuntman is because I know Keanu didn't do it. But whoever rolled down all those steps, you are a champ. You are immortalized in film. Yeah. Was, it, was, it not, was it not Keanu? It wasn't Keanu, no. Probably good for him. Oh. Dude, that, that, shit, that shit was hilarious. 
Yeah. Oh, no, it was, I, thought, it was I was a, laughing. Like, it was as happened. funny as it was tragic. Like, every, like, I literally yelled at the screen. I was like, dude, just grab the railing. Just grab it. Just stop it. <laughs> the momentum. What are you doing? No, yeah. I, dude, whoever, I didn't even think about that. And usually I am thinking about that. Whenever I see, like, falls like that in a movie, I'm like, yo, somebody had to do that. And somebody had to, like, <laughs> possibly severely bruise themselves to the point where they're like for days later they're just kind of like ah, ah. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> so good I just, I, every just every mechanic that this movie brings in weapon wise too is just I love the Kevlar suits are so freaking dope I just love seeing these people just lift their suit up in an attempt to like blush like dude what the hell who thought of all of this the creativity on display when it comes to the mechanics of the action in this world. And like Ruben said, that top down shot. All right. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And this is funny because I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard about it at all before, beforehand, but as soon as it went top down, I was like, Oh my God, it's hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. It's freaking hotline Miami too. And Ruben told me later that that's what people have been referring to the shot as it's a hotline Miami shot. Cause if you guys have played hotline Miami, or seeing gameplay for Hotline Miami, this is like just that. It's like, it's insane. It's like this dollhouse esque shot. You're at the you're at the top of it. You're seeing all these people coming in and attacking. It's like a one shot in the coolest way that a one shot can be done in an action movie. And the explosive rounds and the fire stunt. They put a fire stunt in the middle of that shot. Some dude was actually on fire for that shit. Like, <laughs> oh my God, dude. I remember Ruben was like, yo, best third act. And I was like, bullshit walking in. That is probably one of the first times where Ruben has hyped something up that I didn't walk out. And I was like, yeah, he was a little full of shit. To start. <laughs> <laughs> Completely Ruben. Granted. But I walked out, I was like, no, nah, he was right. Um, and the freaking, oh, the way they tied in the, the, the music to a diegetic point where it's like it's the radio station and it's just one person put it on different tracks. I was like, dude, I'm like, this is genius. This is genius. This is phenomenal. Like, this is like, this is like peak. This is like, it's because it's like, I don't know, you get so used to like, I know we're going to do like a quick survey of Shazam. I didn't watch it because I didn't, I didn't, yeah. Really- but we have like we have so many things where there's just a lack of substance and it's just all spectacle. So to have spectacle be backed with emotion, be backed with like like where it's beyond just seeing people getting like flung around, like you have connections to the people on screen. It is just so awesome. There's not a better word for it. It's awesome. It's engaging. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, the more mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter. No, <laughs> it was like, Jacob's roommate yeah, for anyone who's yeah. Yeah, for anyone wasn't. But the like the more I talk about this movie, the more I'm feeling like I have to Thank give you. it I have to give it the full five. <laughs> the more I talk about this movie, the more I feel like I have to give it the full five stars at some point, you know? Like I gave it I the highest I will ever go on a movie on a first viewing is a four and a half unless it like truly, truly like just gets to me. Yeah. And then on a rewatch, I'll like raise it up. The same thing happened with the Batman. Like I watched it again and I was like, no, that's a five. But this is definitely one of those movies that's just like, it's so competently made. Every sense of the word that you can't yeah. like, 
we could talk about it for hours. We and could still not hit every everything. Amazing thing in this. I have like 20 things I still want to say, but I can't. Uh, yeah. Jacob, uh, your thoughts yes. on the last act of this movie since uh, you haven't been able to comment on that yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, also great. Like everything about this movie is great, bro. Like seriously. Like what can I say? <laughs> I I I've been saying the saying great. I've been saying good. I've been saying incredible multiple times in reference to this movie. And again, the third act is great. <laughs> so um, yeah, he's uh, running I, out of synonyms. He's running out of I, synonyms. I, I, I am, I'm I'm running out of synonyms, bro. Uh, but yeah, I I I seriously like I thoroughly I I enjoyed that shit, dude. Uh, I enjoyed all the third act. Um, it's very creative what they did as well. Uh, I I I I liked what they. They did with like the the ending specifically with like the duel because they hadn't done like a duel type thing. You yeah, know? yeah. The duel was a cool and the idea. Set, the entire setup to like him getting there, bro. Oh my god, him getting to the duel, bro. Oh, that that shit is the greatest like thing I've ever seen in an action movie, bro. I was on the edge of my seat the they entire did the time. It was so so good. It was so good. But oh, there's one thing. There's only one thing. One mm-hmm. thing that I found ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone, someone told me that uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna elaborate. Okay, just let me elaborate. Yeah. Um, the when they get to the Arc de Triumph, bro. How? Why? How are people like still driving? I was saying that it's the same thing with the nightclub. Like the people in this universe are so unbothered by acts of extraordinary violence that they just keep. Why are you still in? What? Get out of the arc! Get out of the. Arc. I'm saying stop driving. Block that shit off. No, but they just keep driving like it's nothing. And and you know I think I think it's it makes sense because like. You know, the end of the second, I don't remember if it was the second or the first one, but like when everyone starts turning around and like checks their phone for their bounty, that's number two, right? Second one, yeah. The end of the second one, yeah, when like everyone turns around and they're like, oh yeah, this dude is like, he's a bounty bounty on him you know what i mean like you realize that everyone is a bounty hunter in that universe bro. like literally everyone <laughs> connected wants to that money, world dude. yeah yeah some, like- yeah it's some connection to like the <laughs> table and all that crap it's it's crazy it's insane so like that makes sense i mean like that was the explanation in my head for yeah. like the logic and, of them just was, like and, continuing to drive it made enough sense too because there were enough people that like jumped out of cars and were in bounty hunters for me to be like okay but maybe yeah. a decent amount of these people are kind of like <laughs> When I was watching this movie again, exactly. the other thing I realized they have built, Jonathan referred to this, uh, they have built the lore of this universe so well. Because there's that scene between the Marquis and Winston, and they're using terms like marker, excommunicado, deconsecrated. And you, as an audience member, you understand how all of that works already. Yeah. Like yep. they have like slowly built it up in a way where like the internal rules of this universe make complete sense. Yeah. And not every yes. uh, yeah. universe that, does that. That shot of Winston walking in to talk to the Marquis, also really cool. Walking past all those iconic like French art pieces and whatnot. I'm telling yes. you, somebody in that writer's room is a classics major. There is an insane <laughs> amount. No, there is an insane amount of intertextuality between this movie. and Like, who... Who, who, where is the, where the Venn diagram between Paradise Lost and action movies is, is that's two separate circles, all right? Yeah. There should be no crossover. And yet, <laughs> like I said, it opens 
with that that model. I gotta double check. I gotta double check that that's Paradise Lost I mean, because I'm a I, I can't I can't I can't mess this up. But my point is, yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I love the themes in this movie. Also, you referred to it, but just so quickly, I'm just like going quickly through my last few points here. The other thing I really loved is like the theme of this movie is what what will you do to find rest or what will you do to get out? Like how far yeah. do you go? Will John Wick lose his soul trying to get out again, basically? Will he kill his friend to get out? Like, will he do that? Like, I love that part of it as well. And it's the same thing with Kane. The Kane, Kane's like, am I willing to kill my longtime friend and confidant just to be able to give a life for me and my daughter, basically? Yeah. It's like, how willing are you to stretch the rules? You know what I mean? Like, I just love, like... How they talk about rules in these movies, bro. And all these movies, the last two movies have been, like, focused on, like, the rules of the table. Like, not, like, killing, like, people, like, on the Continental. And if you do, you're excommunicated or whatever, excommunicado. And then, like, there's nothing you can do to get back. But there are so many exceptions because in the past, like, they talk about the history of, like, all this different stuff. Because, like, no, like, killers are always going to break the rules. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like the, the main theme, like the through line through all these movies is that like killers will break the rules. And as long as there's two parties that are willing just to fight for themselves and kind of like selfish, selfishly fight for their own agendas, there will always be some sort of like compromise, you know, in the end that will somehow break the rules. But again, realign the rules and like make everything right again. You know what I mean? I just love the like just the, <laughs> the dichotomy between like freaking how like breaking the rules like so much so that you can just like have order again you know what i mean yeah i because there's a di- dichotomy between like this disorder like violence and all this stuff but also like getting violence in order to achieve a, a sort of peace again you know what i mean i just love that in these movies it's just it's just great it's either dante's inferno or paradise lost i think it's dante i think i heard it was dante if i'm not mistaken i just damn couldn't... it i know the inscription is from dante but i'm pretty sure the poem's from paradise lost you might be right i you might I be don't right. know I might be I might be mixing up my I might I, I, that's another book I gotta read. I gotta read Paradise Lost. But... Oh, uh, Jonathan, how'd you like the the little bebop reference near the end with Keanu uh, passing away on the steps? <laughs> I freaking knew it seemed familiar. I knew it was familiar. Oh shit, Jake hasn't seen bebop. Never mind. We can't really talk about who. Like, oh passed God. Away. You don't even know. You don't even know what character dies on the steps. I didn't say the name. I hope Ruben, come on, Ruben. I feel like it's obvious as hell. You didn't no, finish. How have you not finished Bebop? How have you not finished? How do you know? How is it obvious? I'm gonna finish this over break. I'm gonna finish this crap over break. Dude. This will be the show I'm watching over break. Like between studying, between all my like homework and stuff, like I will be watching episodes. Dude, that I'm show finish is that a, show. That show is I'm a masterpiece. Show. That show is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is one of the greatest oh pieces God. of media ever made, objectively. Yeah. Hopefully, I didn't spoil it for anyone out there. I, hope, I, hope, I, hope I didn't really yeah. think. I don't no, really... no, no, no. It's a, no, it's all right. It, Ruben, that's, that didn't... show's been out for like thirty years. 40 years or something like that. 24 I years. I don't even think that's that's that. my fault. That is my fault. That is that also, is on me. That also, is on dude, me. The Christian symbolism <laughs> among like along this John Wick movie, these John Wick movies, because it's very heavily like religiously inspired in some cases. Like there's very there's a lot of ties because like because of like the way that like the underground works. Like in the earlier days, it was the churches. So you have like a lot of church imagery in these movies and whatnot. So it's just like ah. 
Okay. Uh, and then final, actual final thing. We didn't mention this actor. Clancy Brown kills it in this. Yes. Yes. As, uh, yes. as the harbinger. Um, especially and the, the duel at the end, like I told, I think Jonathan, like his gravitas within some of those scenes, yeah, really sold it. Ruben, Ruben really did crack me up, and it's like, God, he has such a great voice. I'm like, Ruben, he's a voice actor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was I wrong? Wasn't his no. voice in this movie amazing? Think, it was perfect. It was for perfect. For me, the thing that was more impressive to me was the physical presence because I didn't because I've only heard the man. I've never like I've seen him like. And I've seen him in live action roles before, but like he had a physical presence in this movie that I really did not expect out of him. You know what I mean? But like, oh my God, Clancy, shout out Clancy Brown. God. Right. 10 out of 10 for me. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10, out, 10, of 10. out of 10. I can't, I can't gush. I cannot, I cannot logically give this thing anything lower after the way that I've just gushed over it. It is a, near perfect movie it's i don't think you can make an action movie better than this it's either like a nine and a, a half ten or a ten. a ten i don't like it's gonna take so like how long did it take to think up all of those stunts to train for all of those to think it's of four those years between movies like, technically speaking that that's still such a short time like it, 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 in my in my imagination to do all of that like it's crazy no 10 out of 10 Easy. All right. And then quickly, we're going to give this is literally going to be a two minute review because Jonathan hasn't watched it in this movie. And I do not intend to watch it. And this movie's kind of it's average. Um, It's not terrible. Uh, Quickly, uh, Jacob Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, Just quickly. One yeah. minute spiel. One minute. Yeah, one minute what do you what do you think? One two minute spiel. Um, it's, a, it's a decent movie. I wouldn't say it's like the, the greatest superhero movie of all time or some sh- shit like that. But um, I think the the acting, like uh, obviously Zachary Levi, uh, the, I think that's his name, right? That's yeah. the guy's name. Yeah, he's um great, great. Jonathan, I swear to God, if you change your name to Zachary Levi, I'm gonna slap you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Black Adam. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Bro, you know no Dwayne black... was on the call. Dwayne's on the call. <laughs> what? Oh my it's God! About drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. <laughs> See, now the name makes oh, no. sense. Jonathan's called Black Adam. He's Dwayne Johnson. He refuses to see or be involved with Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's okay. a beautiful thing, really. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah that, that's that's great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to finish, uh, the actions is it's good. It's pretty, yeah, pretty good, good visually yeah. as well. I think it's a weaker story for sure. Yeah. Um, the the villain is okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it, yeah, not not <laughs> great. I yeah, Lucy Liu. I, yeah, the, Lucy Liu is a good act, good actress at least when it comes to like the physicality part of like yeah. the what she can bring to role. They did her dirty. They did not give her enough to do here. Hail Bill Part One. If you want to see Lucy yeah. Liu, there, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of dumb things, especially with like the resolution of the movie too. Oh, I God. I didn't like the resolution. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert, this is in all the TV spots, but we, we're going to talk about it real quick. It's a literal deus ex machina. Right, so yeah. Billy Batson... No, seriously, yeah. Billy Batson uh, perishes during the final fight. They mm-hmm. bury him, and then Wonder Woman shows up and basically gives her godlike powers back to the staff, and they resurrect uh, Billy Batson. It, for me, it's the... Oh, you, you didn't watch this movie! Oh, you didn't watch... Oh, my he said, God! Oh, he, said, he said he didn't care. I don't, plan, I don't plan on watching it. It looks like <laughs> I shit. Forgot. 
I'd yeah. say I'd, I'd I'd still say it's worth watching, Jonathan, just because some yeah. of the action sequences look really good, especially. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah. it's like on the screen on streaming after John Wick. After John yeah. On streaming, it's worth watching. It's Peter, like, Peter Price, nah. That it's like when I it's like when I went to watch uh, Winter Soldier immediately after watching the raid, and all of a sudden I was like, man, there are a lot of cuts in this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn! That, that yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen the raid before Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, didn't they get some of the raid guys to work on Winter Soldier? If I'm not mistaken, I don't. I don't know if it was Winter Soldier it or was, was it Civil War. Movie. I don't remember. It was I one don't of know. Two. They, um, yeah, those raid guys though. God, they what a path they've paved. They that Ruben. I'm not even kidding. The raid is going to go down as in cinematic history. It probably even, will. If, if not for its own merits, for the amount of things that it inspired and influenced, like. It's like a, it's like the Spider Verse of, of action movies. Like what Spider Verse is to animated movies right now is what the Raid is to like action movies. It is like this gateway into a new way of doing of doing it. You know, it's just like. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, it's not even the first movie to do it like that. It was just the one that got Hollywood's attention because 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 the East has been filming action like that for decades it just happens to be the one that caught everyone's attention i would like to put that out i am cultured thank you very much all right <laughs> all right um so shazam uh the emotionality is like kind of stripped away uh they went with the bigger is better approach which in this case did not work um unfortunately it does not deserve to be the biggest flop in like dc comics history is going to make worth less than when wonder woman 84 came out and that was during December of the pandemic year. It's going to make less than the Suicide Squad, which had a day and day release and was R rated. And it's going to make less than effing Morbius um, in theaters. What? It, it does not deserve what? that shit. No, um, no. How? 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 The comic book genre has been so poisoned in the last year and a half. It, it just feels like, like, and like stuff like Guardians pre sales for tickets are kind of like lackluster right now when compared to even Ant Man. Uh, so I feel like Guardians is going to have to review well to even be a hit. Like we're at that point. Like it feels like we're in the point of decline. And I feel yeah. like not everyone's realized that. And like they can still yeah. turn it around. But like we are at a point where, I, where comic book movies could cease to exist as we know them. I saw um, a quote from James I was talking. I was, I, I was talking. Yeah. yeah. Jacob and I were talking about this yesterday. I brought up yeah. a quote that I saw from James Gunn and I might misquote it here. But it was basically him saying, talking about superhero fatigue. And it's like, it's not so much a fatigue with the concept of superheroes. It's this fatigue with this monotonous, empty spectacle that the superhero genre has become. It is just spectacle. Yeah. What what he's saying is like people are missing that emotionality, that overarching story, that that connection to these characters. That is really what we're missing from a lot of the superhero movies. Is it's just set piece to set piece to set piece, and like. So little is given, like we talked about this with Quantum Mania. So little thought is given to character work, or so little thought is given to anything beyond just okay, CGI action, CGI action. Like, and like that's what people are tired of. And I don't blame it's them. The I shame. am sick and tired of movies like that. But I'm also upset because I have seen the heights of this of this of this genre, and it's like, and I've talked about this several times. It is a genre I am technically writing for very loosely when it comes to the series that I'm working on. But like, it has a lot of potential. These these are like our modern day myths in a way. And you got to take advantage of what you can do with those myths. And you can't just make it a spectacle. 
like, like, and, like the first Shazam to give credit where credit is due to David Sandberg and the entire crew. The first Shazam had that emotionality. Yeah. Um, for me, like the scene where Billy is like meeting his real mom. Um, and then that shot, that iconic shot, which I think might be one of the most ingrained comic book movie memories I will ever have of Billy jumping off the roof and yelling Shazam and flying off. That, no, that, I, look, I was not a big fan of that first Shazam movie. I'm not going to lie to you, but that entire sequence, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And so, that's the heart this movie was missing. Yeah. Well, that's the heart that I think a lot of these comic book movies are missing. It did have one laugh out funny moment, Um, I will say. It's uh, if you see the movie, you'll know what it is. It's when Hel- Helen Mirren is reading a note um, oh, that God. they sent her. And that's the funniest scene in the movie. Like that got like a hard laugh out of me. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, oh he's, he's back. back. Um, But anyway, that's it for this episode. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, March movie madness. Um, And... Peace out. We'll see you guys Peace next time. Out. See you guys. Wait. Wait. Yep. Wait. 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 Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs>